Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, what a first week of season 16 or season 2000, if you want to get all WrestleMania about it. It has been, I mean, forget your galaxy, your Roman Reigns. This week has revealed the true missed opportunity from every team in the draft, the true team that should have been picked for everyone's society, and the true team that are going to lead you, that would have led you to the promised land. That's right. I talk about the Ass Boys, your new AEW Tag Team Champions. <laughs> the Ass Boys. I jest, of course. I'm Scott McClay. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. I am joined by a guy who was referred to as a work experience boy, but he's one of the few guys who's actually here and available this week because one guy who likes to call himself as a league boy is fucked off on holiday. But, you know, it's nice that he could be here two weeks in a row since he wasn't here almost all of last season. So, Ryan, you were away on a holiday yourself. I'm glad you're back. I wouldn't say it was holiday. It was more like a, a lockdown nightmare with no internet. But I got I got I got peace from the rest of you, so it wasn't that bad. It's it's better than some holidays I've had over the years, but you know, <laughs> I wouldn't ask. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you. But uh, speaking of people going out on holiday, do talking is away on holiday, and you know, Linda, uh, it's like fucking take a shot whenever Dave mentions that he's going on holiday. And Dave, when you come back from your trip, please, please. Don't feel the need to tell us anything about it. But right before you left, he felt the need to send you a little message, which you I made sure you don't tell me anything about, but I'll just let you take the reins here. What is Dave sent to you to read out on this episode? I will say before I start, Scott, I've been doing this for years for, what, eight months or so, nine months or so now, since SummerSlam, and this is the second message I've had to read out for David Hockney since I started. So it's fair to say I've got the reps in. Here we go. Hear ye, hear ye. I wish to formally apologise to Ross McLeod for comments I made on the season 15 finale of Saturday Draft Live in which I referred to him as melted ice cream. This is a very poorly executed attempt at having a bit of banter and I meant no offence. For that, I am deeply sorry. In light of these actions, I have decided to sentence myself to a fortnight in Mexico where I can think about what I've said and I hope that I can be forgiven upon my return. By the way, I would recommend that Ross goes to Specsavers following his mishandling of the NXT Avengers Day sweepstake. Hasta luego, bitches. Fair, fair Dave, most of your attempts at banter are poorly handled. But... <laughs> well, I can think I can speak for Ross, and I can say he does... He can forgive. He does not forget. <laughs> So, I don't know if your apology will really cut the mustard there, David. Yeah, it's a real punishment for you going over there. I think it's more of a punishment for the people of Mexico, if I'm honest. I just, hope he doesn't come back. There. Huh? I just hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> well, it's not go that far, but let's, let's get to what people come here for, and that's talking bollocks about uh, the teams and the picks and who's doing well. The top three of the week we're going into it. I think it's fair to say, Ryan, it's a slow, steady week to start us off. You know, we've got a pay-per-view next Saturday, and then two weeks later, we've got another pay-per-view, then it's right on a few more weeks until WrestleMania. So, 
it's slow for now. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it's fair to say, but there might not be massive high scorers, but there's a few in that five, six, four region. So there's more representation than we can see from our graphic. Yeah, I just that uh, I was looking over everybody's picks across all the teams, and I noticed that not one pick so far is in double digits yet, which is very interesting. Even even some of the captains, but. Then you look at the top three, and everybody's on six points. You got Orange Cassidy, who retained his Atlantic Championship last night against uh, Lee Johnson. Other, yeah, it was Lee Johnson. Uh, the USOs, he finally showed up, and he and Jimmy retained over Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And you got MJF, who got a win this past week over Kunosuke Takeshita in a non-title match that is uh, yeah. on Dynamite this week. Yeah, um, I'll start with Cassidy first. Um, Cassidy's one of these people who said this many times on this show. Um, you don't pick him round one or round two. It's too early because he might be, a, but uh, like you might not score enough as that. But when he, when you do pick him later in the show, uh, later in the season, like Ryan and Chris did in uh, round five, that's six points. They already got defence in week one, so that's promising. Even mm. though uh, you may, some may say, I'll say. That AEW picks can be a bit more unreliable and they might not mm. score as highly, but it's working out for them too. Who else we got? MGF. Yeah, he had a. Was that a title defence or was it just a match earlier in the week? No, no, it was a non title match against Takesta. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of them, especially with big heels like MGF. He's not going to defend that title very often. And he's also involved with the running storyline with Brian Danielson trying to get him to uh, fight for that opportunity to get to MGF at the next pay-per-view, so he's getting the defence this week and he's getting appearances, so that's strong uh, from Goten Tom, Tom Brock um, who was the last one sorry Scott, in six points yeah, we had Usos straight there in the Usos. middle yeah, uh, we weren't sure if they were going to be on television together for the first couple of weeks, but as you know, Jay appeared this morning or last night, sorry, I watched it this morning uh, and they had their defence together uh, we'll have to see how that goes next few weeks or so, but take the defences and the points while you're at it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been told to stay home next week by Paul Heyman. I think that probably has to do with one of these not being allowed to enter Canada. So they aren't going to be Likely. here for yeah for the next little bit of this angle. So I believe we will probably won't see them until after the Chamber. And then you saw this week that we had like a seven-week Jimmy kind of being unsure if Jay was going to appear. Then he does. They have the match. Then you have a segment between Jay and Sammy backstage, and then another segment with Jimmy with Heyman. So it's those like individual segments and them not appearing yeah. together, which has stopped you know uh, Grant and Quag who have the Usos uh, from getting any higher uh, points wise because these guys appeared so frequently just this week on their own. I think the Royal score a bit more in the lead up to Mania. If the story is true that they're fighting Kevin Owens and Sammy at WrestleMania. They'll probably be in segments together a lot more often, come back together then. Yeah, going back to what point you said about AEW picks, though, Orange Cassidy, I think, was a much-needed like, bit of points for, for Chris and Ryan because AEW picks being unreliable. It certainly was the case for them this week because, uh, as I joked about at the start, who would have seen the acclaimed losing the very first week of the draft after I had them as my captains for all of last season, losing to the Ass Boys in a decision that annoyed everybody. <laughs> It seems in the wrestling world, 
but they do have a chance to make those points back up as they announced on Diamond next week. It's going to be Darius acclaimed and Orange Cassidy and Annie Atmanta against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, Dodger Dutt and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, which sounds like a, a universe mode match that they would create on the upcoming Planet AEW video game. That's something you'd actually book, but that's the way things are going. I'll, I'll, then, sorry, I will so. say, Scott, like, see that book and it's absolutely nuts. Like That, that was the... Uh... Dynamite earlier in the week, wasn't it? Like, see if you see if you told me they were going to drop it to the ass boys, I'd have laughed in your face, Scott. Like, genuinely, like that's the kind of that kind of booking. I'll call it chaotic booking that you fear in this draft because it only takes one switch, one change of idea. It could be last minute, it could be planned, and we don't see it coming, and it throws off the entire team. So that's scary. This is week one as well. Yeah, I said as much. This is not going to be a good season for tag teams. One, in terms of knowing what tidings to pick, and two, maybe some tidings won't do as well. And it's already kicking off. I mean, it kicked off for me and Ross at NXT before the season even fucking started, which I'm glad seeing how they actually started yet in hindsight because we wouldn't have got the points. But then this happens here. I mean, it's so, it felt so unlikely that the Ass Boys would win that it wasn't even worth anybody taking a punt and picking them as a tag team. Because, as you said, you probably would have got laughed at. Like, if I was here, Trying to explain why the Ass Boys on the if I was here on the analysis show and I'd pick the Ass Boys and I'll try to explain why we picked them, you, Jack, and Dave would probably be within your rights to properly give me a rinse in for this. But then again, I'd be laughing at you in hindsight if they had this one. Well, look at this way, Scott, right? Uh, me and Jack at the end of the season, there's four tag teams we're thinking about. One of them's dropped the belt in week one, the other one I broke up. Week one. Hmm. <laughs> so, I. Uh, no wonder we left off at the end. <laughs> I know. It's weird how uncertain we were about the, the Usos, yet they've seemed more reliable than most of the tight teams that we've already that we've already picked. Uh, MJF, I'm still saying he is a captain, is he? Yeah, uh, really, yes. Oh, I just had it in front of me. Uh, I th- no, I don't think he's captain, because he's around six pick. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think it's because I, I forgot how many times he appeared, because I thought it was weird that he had the same number of points as the Usos and Cassidy when they were in two matches, and he wasn't, but it must have been given the fact that he also came out to attack Danielson later on as well as having his little backstage uh, promo, which riled a few people up. But taking it over the top seven of uh, this table, because also it's an attack team season, hey. it's very interesting from how we would have predicted last week, because Jack and Ryan's team are a pair of fannies, Ryan. I know it was only the first week, but you were shouting almost from the rooftops. You didn't give a fuck about favouring your own team. You were so certain. Yeah, you and me, we've got this. We've played a blinder. You guys are in last place with 10 points. See, the thing is, Scott, it doesn't matter. Because I still think it. Uh, like, the other, the other favourites and Goats and Garnet, they're in fifth place. They're only three points ahead of us. It doesn't matter. I generally think uh, the, the table's an almost mirror flip of what it should be at the end of the season. Well, so let let everybody else enjoy themselves for a while, and then uh, the the mum and daddy will come and take care of you. That, that's a horrible example. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 prophesied that the end of the season would be on top. You and Jack, me and Ross, and then the goats incarnate, and it's almost like you said the flip of that because you guys in seventh, me and Ross in sixth, with twelve points. Goats incarnate with thirteen points. It's tied with Ryan and Chris Lopez with 13 new. I think if Orange Cassidy maybe hadn't had this match on Rampage, they maybe would have been below. Maybe they would have been actually below you and you and Jack. 
mm-hmm. and uh, Dave in the morning. And uh, 16 points in third position, David and Gary men are missing to Burrow, doing a good start. You know, better than already better than either of their previous seasons so far, on uh, 19 points. But it's Albuquerque Graps 2.0 at 24 points. So know, after they were royally, by most of the panel, uh, had the piss taken out of them and their team, and uh, you know, more relies on AEW picks. Uh, really was used against them, but when you look at it, you know, the one one made AW, one made WWE representation, and the USO was delivered on SmackDown, as we already mentioned. They've got Brian Danielson, who got another win as he was on his run of having to win every match to get this match away. We MJF, so now he's officially won all the matches he needs to win, and he also had Kenny Omega and a trio's title defense. So for this week specifically. The EW representation really actually paid off more than we would have realised, and you know some of us look like arseholes for uh, for being so confident they were going to lose. But is this the height of and Quacko's dominance in the table for you? Um, I wouldn't. I, I height, yes, but they're still see. See, the more I look at it, the more I'm starting to like it because you've got Bailey, who's um, who's been involved in television, was on. Two shows this week. Usos is doing what Usos do. Hopefully, it continues for themselves. It might not. We'll see. Uh, Bob Lashley, slow week, but they're going to have better weeks than other seasons. I just said Brian Danielson, uh, who won his uh, match this week to uh, get one step closer to MJF. But the real gem, and I'm, I'm not even joking when I say this, is Chelsea Green. <laughs> she might have lost this week, right? Did she lose early in the week as well? I can't remember if she did or not. Very quick fashion to ask it on Raw, yeah. But regardless of that, like she's she's chatting on Pierce's door, pretty much like the goat does to Steve in our times a real change or a real discussion. Exact same attitude, all over television. I don't fault it. It's working. Uh, Kenny Omega had an interview earlier in the week. Did he wrestle as well? Sorry, AEW's yeah. not my strong point. Yes, he, he he and the Bucks did wrestle on on Dynamite in a trio's title defense uh, this past week. Yeah. So, uh, how how frequent those title events will be? I don't know you like to think that you get one in and at Revolution as well. So I've got high hopes for team. I don't think it's a winning team, and it's not often I say that about nice things about Grammy Robbie, but or Quacko in that case. But team's got potential. I guess a top halfer for sure. But I think, I, I think we'll slow down a bit, maybe. I think they may hover in the top half because you got Lashley against Lesnar at the Chamber. Mm-hmm. you got to think Lashley will win this rubber match. You would have think he's only on one point so far, so he needs those points. And again, like I guess you got Revolution coming up, so that'll definitely give him a bit of an edge because it's them versus Coates and Connor in terms of MJFE Bryan. I believe Stephen Wilson said... Every fall is like a non-title one points uh, for pay-per-view, I think. Uh, but the the definitive win gets like uh, pay-per-view title wins, so it'll be more points. So there's a chance for them to pick up a few points during the match, depending on how many falls they want to go for in the 60-minute Ironman match. But after that, when Brian loses, it'll be interesting to see where the team goes from there. And it ultimately does feel like the Usos, if plans are what we, we believe they are, uh, will lose those tag team titles to to Sammy and Kevin mm-hmm. uh, at WrestleMania, but it's an interesting team to start off with. I mean, 
You talk about me and Ross from saying, yes, we did have a good revenge date, even though the season hadn't started yet. I really feel like things are going to pick up for me and him next week because Madcap Moss won the opportunity uh, to face Gunther for the IC title, and Gunther has been Russell captain, so. Yeah, is, that, is that confirmed for SmackDown or is that confirmed for Chamber? I don't know, but I think it may be happening at some point in the next week. Because yeah, okay. they're watching it up from the top of like a skybox or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more likely to be put on a SmackDown. But, you know, you may as well give us a point there because Gunther's going to eat him alive. Like, I joked when I seen that floor, but like, please let Madcap Moss win. Because the more likely they are to beat Walter, the more happy I'll be, the more confident I'll be. We're gonna get points, and Madcap Moss actually won. Madcap Moss won a match at Raymond Studio within. I, I will, I will say, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Madcap Moss stan. In my first season as part of the podcast, I picked him. He's all after me, and it was the best round four pick. <laughs> so leave my boy alone, right? <laughs> it's been downhill for him ever since. And then also the I fact that Ross had to make a cross to. We should get at least one elimination before we get papped to ourselves in the chamber. That'd be nice. Uh, and we got E-Town down Austin Theory, who I am confident is going to walk out of that chamber as the United States champion. So, elimination chamber is where things are going to pay off for me and Russ. I can, I can guarantee you now. But it's all about our teams right now. It's about those down, dirty, no good, rotten, you know, listeners league people who... Steven insists on having read. They're all in double digits because, again, there is zero skill in the list. They're like, I'll have one of that one. I'll have that one. I'll have that one. It's the Andy Pipkin approach to drafting. And, Ryan, I'm sorry you've already had to do enough shit by reading out a statement, but now you got to do a bit more. I need you to read out the top five of the Listeners League. Right. Let's just get it over me. So, in fifth place is Lachlan. Is it Hyatt? Hyatt, Lachlan, so. Kamarnik Kiss with 21 points. Uh, sorry, that's joint fourth with Craig Forsyth. My uncle never touched me, but measured sure did. <laughs> 21 points as well. Uh, Matt Smith, the booty was on 22 points, third place. Then you got your top two. You got Bertie Wanless, Roman Fears, Gene Money on 24 points. And first place, Mike Nunn, the sports entertainers. Before I go any further, Scott, shall we look at the, the names? <laughs> Sure, uh, so you've got Gary Morris, Banger Brothers and Sisters. Uh, you've got Alan Rory, uh, or Mammy Mammy Mania. Uh, Tam Hulk Hogies. <laughs> uh, Adam Cali. I once ran into Rhea Ripley and told her she was awesome, but I was so nervous. Uh, Ross Brady, the banger. <laughs> Ross Brady, the big Banner Bros theory. Uh, I like Ross Henderson's when Spike Dudley's medical insurance bill. Yeah. <laughs> you got Robert fucking Shaw, the draft bastards. Uh, Stuart Gary, Adam Pierce's angels. You know, I'm, I'm, but I, as always, I'm rooting for Anthony Fitzpatrick. <laughs> has, uh, Dan Gore was a failed lab experiment. <laughs> um, I've got to say my favourite is Michael Clothier with Roman Rude. <laughs> John Sly has Judgment Day 1-ish. <laughs> we didn't pick him, and then that's him getting... <laughs> that's that. He's rude now. Like, 
Yeah, Matt Smith. Um, is Matt Smith won before? Or is he? I'm to uh, I think he won the season. I was. It was the season after I won. So it was like season three or, or their season three. So it's like year eight or nine back. or something like that. He's, he's back higher in the top five. Well, you got Craig Versailles. It feels like Craig's always higher in the top five like for a little while every season, but he's never actually won it. So maybe this is his season. But you know, if it's not Anthony Fitzpatrick, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's he's always close to top, but never seems to finish out the job. Unfortunately, hopefully that changes soon. You know, and we still have to do something else that I don't really particularly agree with, which is our listeners' league team to beat. Because you know, Stephen tried to say it was my idea. It was not my fucking idea. I I will not be credited with this. Right here, it was your idea, right? It was my idea. Yeah, <laughs> once again, a revolutionary in this draft. I wouldn't really go that far. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go to the team. Let's go to the guys who aren't here. I, I got in touch with Jack to give us an explanation about who he who he picked and why he picked. And I think there's quite a few similarities in who we've picked so far. Uh, he's right. Jack's listening to the team. Jack's listening to the team to beat has we replaced his captain, Asuka, Young Bucks, Dominic Mysterio, Paul Heyman, and Kenny Omega. Rhea just said somebody will win at Mania. He thinks that's going the team are going to win at Mania. Young Bucks are a solid third round tag team. <coughs> he feels Dominic has a chance of beating Ray at Mania. Heyman, as he says, all over the joint for appearances. And then Kenny Omega couples well with the Young Bucks. So making the most out of those trio title defences, I guess. But uh, David Talkney didn't have any variations. No, legit. David Talkney has the exact same team as Jack. Well, with the exception, he's changed out Paul Heyman for Orange Cassidy. I also have almost the exact same team as Jack, but changed one. I swapped out uh, Omega for Love Morgan. I made, few, I, made. <laughs> I made a few more changes. I tried to be a bit different because like, I got Omega, Haven, Bucks and Asuka, but uh, I got Jade Cargill as my fourth round, who is currently on zero points. Uh, and I, ch- I changed my character. I, took, I went for the other Rumble winner and Cody. I mean, I, t- I picked most of the other picks you guys will because I thought I really don't quite care about this team. <laughs> I made that point here because like, you guys were slagging me the first time we did like oh Jesus God can't even get a top 5 of this, uh, this league thing like again I don't care but I will point out that so far to the first week uh, you and Jack you have 18 points Jack is 19 points if we were ranked uh, amongst our list of league teams Dio Talkney's list of league team has 20 points mine has 22 I'm tied yeah. with Matt I'm totally tied with Matt for third with Matt Smith. See, see, with through success, we're going to make you care. You're going to, you're going to win it one year. Not that you won anything, but you're going to win it one year, and then it's going to go straight ahead, Scott. Just like I have my entire reign here. I, I already think I'm better than anyone else. Why do I need this to make it any different? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to segue a wee bit, Scott. If we're going to look at the actual most picked wrestlers from this league quickly, uh, there's 32. 32 competitors, which is quite a lot. I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever done that in the last league before. That's really good. But out of 32, half of them on 16 picked Rhea Ripley. I think that's an absolute no-brainer at all. Uh, um, you get McIntyre Sheamus in 15. I don't think I'd be as high as that, but fair enough. They're all they're, they're, they all love McIntyre. They're all going to pick him. Uh, Uso is 10. Dominic Imperial, 10. Jade Cargo, 9. So that's kind of like a top five picks. 
Ask only get picked seven times, which I think's nuts, by the way. Uh, what, about, what about Cody? Cody seven times. I I, I, thought, right. I just think there has been a better choice. I think. I think maybe the uncertainty around you know the changing the plans uh, that some people are still hoping for with like Sammy in the Universal Title scene as opposed to Cody. I think maybe people think that it's more clear path that Rhea will win her title match at WrestleMania. Despite the fact she's going up against Charlotte Flair, the most protected woman in all of wrestling history. Yeah, I will say though quickly, um with absolutely no bias at all, I want them to change the plan. Uh and a, a lot of people also want them to change the plan, so through that they've developed their own paranoia that Cody won't get what he's promised. Uh I think Cody will still get his match anyway. And he'll I think he'll win it. But Rhea's as you said, sheer shot gonna happen. I think Charlotte's only gonna get the belt for the sake of having the belt to Mania. Um, give her an extra belt to her uh, trophy cabinet and then we'll take it at Mania. I think that's just sure and certain. What's weird about Charlotte, I think they, they don't count certain title reigns she's already had, right? They currently they say, oh, she's a 14-time champion after she won the spot, and they clearly want to break her dad's record. The funny thing is, they counted the reigns that they, for some reason, don't count. Like, I think the Divas and maybe one of her tag reigns. She's already a 16-time champion. I think at one point they didn't count her NXT reigns when Vince was in charge, even though she won one of them at WrestleMania after winning the Rumble. So why do you not? What's the point of giving her in that reign if she doesn't count it? And uh, now they well, do count it. So, like, uh, Direct Flair's ones count his uh, non-main championships. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't care enough about Direct Flair to actually even. I, I don't know why I asked that. I apologize, Scott. Direct Flair claims he's a 21 team chat because all the times he had to drop it to somebody. In the middle of nowhere, otherwise people would have rioted. But they didn't <laughs> recognise it. So, there was that. So, sorry, you said, like, Rhea Ripley got my entire team as Asuka and Cody are only being picked seven times. Who is the most picked tag team? Usos and 10. No, no, McIntyre and Jamie's at 15, Usos then on 10. Uh, who picked? No, no, there was no pick got picked zero times. There's a few ones. Gunter one, Sister Island one, New Day one, Imperium one, Young Bucks one, Dakota Kai one, Alpha Academy one, Nikki Cross one. The Bucks and Gunther are being picked only once is absolutely fucking shocking. Well, Gunther's in, in the same one as Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Rhea. And uh, Young Bucks round three is more like your Charlotte Flair and eight points. You've got I think I claimed it was round three as well. Like there's a few, there's a fair bit of competition. I mean, aye, but I think again, you you know that you have to know that Gunther's going to hold the IC belt all the way in Mania. Yeah. And my entire series, yeah, they'll probably be appearing together if they're building to this supposed triple threat with Gunther. But you're not yeah. going to get points if, he, if they either the one because they're in a tag team. Yeah, that's uh, why I refrained from doing that in the last one to be. <laughs> this is why I call those three team fucking idiots. But all oh, fifteen of them idiots, idiots, idiots. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting week. Hopefully, it works out. You know, for us in the main league, none of us league can give a fuck. But uh, but it's a little week. I'll be we're just in the next week when we're back to talk about the 
uh, preview the elimination chamber, who will benefit from that. Look at the fallout the following week, and then how you know Revolution will be around. The next few episodes are going to be very interesting in terms of how that shakes at the points, and you start to see who is really starting to clear a path towards me because there are quite a few picks still that are on zero points, as I said. There are quite a few picks in there, or a team there. There are actually quite a few picks still on zero points. I think they'll definitely change uh, come this time next week. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be here, that's when it really starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I won't be here to talk about it. I'll probably be you and Jack, because Dave's still on holiday. But thank you again, Ryan, for stepping up and you know, putting in a shift. Absolutely. We I, like we get some criticism in this show that we do enough analysis. That was a lot of numbers I rattled off, Scott, and Hockney's not even here. So, well done, us. You rattled off a lot of numbers. I listened and retained about maybe 60% of them. But There's more numbers for you. Stats. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I was going for more Billy Gunn things. You can tag with the ass boys, but you do. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were refs since last week's episode, Scott. <laughs> Two weeks ago, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> well, we've we've lost a control we had already. So I'm just gonna say we're ready to share with Scott McLean. We'll see you next week on Saturday Draft Live. Bye bye. See you later.